Welcome back everyone to another episode of Oaxaca and Empower Generation. Uh, this is your host Adelaida and today we are with a guest, Jose, Jose Hernandez and he is a pretty special one because uh, we're fam and I'm just so happy to host him uh, in today's podcast and this episode um, and also just like learning more about him and who he is. So Jose, tell us about yourself. My name is Jose Hernandez. I was born here in Bakersfield, Kern County area son of migrant workers uh, that migrated from Oaxaca here. I worked in, in, in the fields myself and uh, making the best out of life and uh, my education being where we're from. So you mentioned that you have uh, Oaxacan parents. So what do you consider yourself, indigenous or Oaxaqueño, or how do you identify yourself since you are, parents are Oaxaqueños, but you were born here? Uh, yes, I definitely describe myself more indigenous and Oaxaqueño. Uh, for the most part, just because the way we were raised and the, the values that we grew up with. Yeah. So where are your parents from? They're both from Oaxaca. Uh, my, my mom and my dad being from San Juan Mixtepec, they actually met each other here in Arvin, um, the small city of Arvin, and okay. uh, they they got married. Uh, they got married and had us, you know? Okay. So that is so interesting because I actually did not know your parents met while being here. I always thought that your parents met in Oaxaca, married over there and came here. So see, fun yeah. facts that we learn about family. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So remind us, you are the oldest of? I'm the oldest of three, um, all boys, no sisters. Okay. So unfortunately, unfortunately for my mom, she didn't have any daughters. <laughs> and and what would you say are like the perks uh, of being the oldest and also I guess some of the down outfalls of being uh, the oldest yeah. <laughs> as any older as any older brother sister obviously uh, okay. you had your, your your ups and your downs uh, yeah. ups being that you can call you, you, you can tell your, your little brothers what to do but also uh, teach them teaching them a better way and not to have, uh, make the mistakes that you've made throughout growing up you know um mainly i mean coming with with, with uh, immigrant parents from oaxaca i mean uh they speak Misteco, which mm -hmm. is the native language um they didn't know much spanish they didn't know much english so a lot of times it was up to us to read that mail that used to come in english and tr uh, translate it for them you know so mm -hmm. i think that was the main obstacle just uh learning and paving the way uh for them and teaching them uh how to navigate through 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 the united states mainly yeah, and I think even as younger um, siblings, we can relate to that. But as you mentioned, your parents, right, they also came to this country really not speaking English, right, mainly speaking their native language, Mixteco. And Correct. also as the, as the oldest, you take it, because you spoke English, right, like being, being able to translate for them and taking that responsibility, right? So what were the challenges that you encountered, right? Like you saw your parents' challenges, but what are the challenges other than like, obviously like being the responsible one to be in the midst of interpreting and translating papers, but what other challenges did you experience? Um, I mean, since I was the, a, a little kid, uh, biggest challenge was school. Obviously, um, when you come out here, you have different walks of life, uh, different people from different parts of Mexico. Um, and then you got your American citizens that were born here. Mm -hmm. um, it, just just the way of life here was a little bit different because a lot of kids already had that fluent English that they could speak with or even the fluent Spanish because it was a little bit harder to uh, speak Spanish. Or even now, you know, um, yeah. it's still a little bit more difficult just because 
you're you're speaking three languages. You're growing up in a household where they speak Mixteco, so you go into a school where they speak. They're, they're teaching you English, and then you have these uh, uh, math quizzes and English vocabulary and all this, where your parents can't help you out with these uh, certain classes. Yeah. And uh, and and I think the main difficulty was just doing homework. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's what it was, and adjusting to uh, how the other kids uh, were. Or I would say that also just the food alone, you know, when I, whenever I remember being in a grade school and um, they would feed us pizza when in the mornings, you know, you had your hot, your, your tortilla and little huevito and, and, and beans, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. just that, just the simple fact that that just adjusting to the food was very different and difficult for me. I, and I think a lot of us can relate with that. Like, I'm sure some listeners can relate with that. I definitely for sure relate with that. Like I was born in Mexico, raised here. And the first time I tried American food, I was like, what is this? I think yeah. I tried a burrito, which is not necessarily Mexican. But yeah, that was not the greatest experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I still remember. Yeah, I still remember the first pizza I had here. I, I threw up and uh, I, I didn't want to try it anymore. <laughs> right. And then eventually we learned to love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we grow into it. Right. Definitely. Exactly. As you grew up and as you went uh finished your education, what are the things that allow you to to be in the space that you're in right now, right? Like to our listeners, um, Jose is embarking in the business and um, going in that route. So what are the steps that took you here? To where I'm at now? Um, yeah. It was a, a variety of things, you know, from uh, growing up and, and not having the toys that other kids had and uh, seeing kids wear different types of shoes that, that that they would change on a daily basis. And I only had one pair of shoes to last me the whole year. Um, I think that was my main motivation and the reason why I'm here now. I used to see uh, the, the contratistas or the, the ranchers, you know, and they used to come in these nice little trucks. And I'm like, man, what do I have to do to be in that position, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, like I said from the beginning, you don't you don't know much because your company, your family comes from being migrant workers. All they know is just how to work the fields, mm-hmm. right? They're not business savvy. They're not, um, like I said, very difficult for them um, to be able to teach us how to navigate in the United States of America. Um, so that's that's what motivated me and prompted me to be able to learn more about business. As of now, I'm opening up my own car dealership. And I want to be able to help my people and teach them about credit as well, um, yeah. because we, we're not taught credit growing up or in schools or anything like that. And we don't know the importance of credit growing up. Um, so that's that's one thing that motivated me to be able to get where I'm at now, not being able to have certain things that weren't really necessities. But still, you know, um, it was nice to have growing up in a trailer. Um, I, I'm sure you can relate, you know, uh, growing up in a trailer that has one room with six people, seven people living in that trailer, you know, you have one bed that you're sharing with three, four of your brothers. And that's that's what prompted me again and motivated me to be able to want more. Um, going back to that, right, I guess what are the memories that you have from that? Yeah, being, being raised in like this small space, right, where you share in that space. Um, what does that, what did that look for you? for you at that time and what did that look for you now as an adult um it was it, it you know what it was beautiful because your family stuck together you mm-hmm. know that's one thing that that you that you grow up as you know being being raised from Oaxaca you're everybody's very united 
mm-hmm. you know you call your cousins your your, your uncles there everybody everybody unites together mm-hmm. uh the negative part about it is that you're all crammed up you know yeah. uh you're, yeah. you're 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 sharing one room with six people seven people and seeing these houses with like three four bedrooms and two restrooms mm-hmm. uh and, and everybody's living you know a lot nicer than we are um and obviously you want those luxuries you know and being able to provide for your parents to give them something that they came here to work for so hard and actually them being proud of you you know of of, of their sacrifice and their effort of yeah. them coming here to actually work every day seven days a week back pains and everything and 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 you want you want to make sure that that work wasn't done in vain yeah and and i think it's so interesting that you mentioned the like the good and the bad right because i think a lot of times people don't understand that because of the barriers that indigenous people have like especially language barrier like it keeps you from moving forward yes it keeps you from i know that your parents are in a different space now like i feel like I was a really young person when you guys were were going through that because I think I we got to really connect with your family when when my sister and I and my siblings were a little older to see around us right and I remember coming to your home and being like oh they live in a nice space right so mm-hmm. what you share I wouldn't know right but I feel like a lot of us and especially like Oaxaqueños Oaxaqueñas a lot of them will go through that space of like being in a cramped place, um, not having too much, and eventually, like, from years to years of hard labor, have the opportunity to be in a better space, right? But mm-hmm. I feel like that's not necessarily everyone, like, Correct. everyone's story. Like, there's still a lot mm-hmm. of people who have been here for years who are Oaxaqueños, who are main languages, uh, is Misteco or any other indigenous language, and they are still in the same space, like, they are not advancing forward. And a lot of it mm-hmm. is because of the language barrier and other barriers that they have, right? Yeah, and it might be something simple, like, you know, talking to a, 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 just somebody that was born here, like, how do you not know English? Is, is it's, it's, it's definitely a challenge. It's a big challenge for a lot of the community because just that language barrier can can stop you from getting a job, just yeah. a simple job, you know? Exactly. And, and it's very difficult, yeah. And I think you mentioned that, right, for your parents, that was like them starting a life here in the U.S. Because I know that your parents now are in a different space, right, where your mom is, is a mayordoma for men or for women. For, that for, we yeah. Say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, which is different, right? It, it, yeah. it looks very different from working from like uh, an employee. And I'm sure like her pay is different and her yeah. um and many, maybe some of the benefits looks different, right? But it, that's taking her years, right? Yeah, and, and that's that is that's. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something I definitely admire about her. Um, mm-hmm. She never settled. She never settled um, because I remember her working uh, her butt off in in in, in la in la gandola and la uva de tabla, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would take me out there, even even though it wasn't yeah. permitted at eight, twelve years old. I was out there helping her out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see it in her eyes that she wasn't comfortable just working that hard with little pay because you can, I always knew she wanted more. And, and even though she came, you know, not knowing much English or Spanish, she, she was, she, she, she looked for more, you know, and yeah. um, she found out how to get into being a Maldoma. So that's what she's doing now. Yeah. And, you know, she's actually my motivation on why mm. I want more, you know, to be able to achieve more, you know? 
um, for me. And obviously this, me learning and being able to step out of my comfort zone can also uh, lead the path for future relatives, future, mm -hmm. you know, uh, family that does want to be in this position or does want to, you know, venture out and start their own business. And I can teach them the way because I have already done it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And do you think that, like, I think you said it, that your mom um, put that little spark in you that she wanted to do more. But I don't know if you ever have a conversation, have you had a conversation with her of like, how has it been for her? Uh, like, you know, transitioning from the stages that she was and that she is now. Yeah, you know what, I I haven't really had that conversation one-on-one -on -one with her because most of it, I mean, I was there because I was the oldest yeah. one. I was right there struggling with her, you know, um, like yeah. like like when she first got her driver's license, you know, she did mm -hmm. not know how to drive. And I was on the passenger seat with her telling her, hey, mom, you know, like you're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. And she got her license and now, now she, she can drive a truck. She can, you know, wherever yeah. she needs to go. And, and she overcame that fear. Of, uh, of of you know um, driving a vehicle, um, yes. so it's 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 definitely something that again I I can't say I walked her shoes, but I seen her obstacles. So you've seen her experience firsthand, right? Mm -hmm. Like I mean, you're yeah. with her. Your mom, she she's definitely uh, that type of woman that I look up to because women in general are very strong. Um, but I feel like indigenous women are. So much stronger too um especially yeah. because your mom she's like she's very like my height like 410 right yeah but the, yeah. the way she carries herself and the kind of authority she has and especially like yeah. the type of job she does like if people yeah. don't know for those who don't know there's very little mayordomas like for men who are women it's mostly men who run this world right because it's like the highest leadership well it's it's that in between leadership between um the actual uh owner of this of the veneers or wherever you're working right so you're like that manager over everyone else yeah um, you're in control of the quadrilla yeah exactly right and i feel like women for a very long time they they have not be they have not received that kind of respect in that field right and in the mm -hmm. past i know there has been like a lot of harassment and all of that so it it is in a space where it's definitely you're putting yourself out there, right? But I feel like yeah. your your mom, she's she's very strong because she's been there for a while. Yeah, yeah, and she has. Um, and even though, like, like you know, in the in the Hispanic or Mexican com community, is always that machismo that oh, you know what, you got to stay at home. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna work. Um, even though my dad was has some similar traits, my mom still <laughs> wanted more. You know, because at the end yeah. of the day, it, it they both you know, prospered out of, out of the sacrifices they both made, you know? Yeah. Um, and they're in the position where they're at now to where they can actually, you know, help us out, you know, and 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 again, and, and be able to guide us a little bit more because they've already walked through those, you know, through those boundaries that, that were were set in place for them um, coming here, you know? Um, and, and that's what I admire about them. Yeah, definitely. So would you say that, as you took this step, right, to be, uh, to open your own dealership, I guess what are some of the thoughts that you had to process in order to, like, really decide and move forward with, with doing this? And also, like, the experience that you've gained in previous spaces you've been in. You know what? Um, it was it was a little bit of a challenge. It was uh, mentally just because I'm 
walking into the unknown, you know, yeah. in this point in my life, you know, I, uh, we, we gotta be able to, you know, get set out of our comfort zone and mm -hmm. be able to take those steps. Um, because if we don't, you know, we're never going to gain anything. You know, there's an opportunity here for everybody. Um, it's just your, it's just upon you if you want to take that opportunity or not, you know? Mm. Um, so for me, um, the opportunity wasn't given. Um, I had to take it in this particular situation um, because I have got knowledge from being a mechanic, you know, mm -hmm. um, from being a mechanic to being into sales, into doing finance, into now what is called the desk manager, mm -hmm. where you're finding the loans for the for, for the customers and you're building relationships with lenders to be able to get customers financed. Mm -hmm. um, so I've, I've, I kind of know the ins and outs of, of the dealership business to mm -hmm. be able to stay and take that leap of faith and say, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to do it on my own. Mm. And I think it, it takes a lot to be able to take that leap of faith because a lot of times we take our pros and cons, right? And sometimes, sometimes when one overweights the other, right, it, it's hard to make that decision. So now right. that you made that 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 decision to open, right, your own dealership and taking all the experience that you've gained, like, I guess, what are you looking forward to? teaching my customers on how to build credit again that's i think that's my main thing you know um because i do get a lot of hispanic cuts customers even at the dealership where i'm at now um where they don't know they they can actually buy a car with an itin you know mm. educating people and a lot of a lot of times i mean i grew up in lamar area uh we patch area a lot of times these, these uh, are you know our hispanic uh brothers and sisters are coming, they're getting their ITNs and they don't know what to do with it, you know? Mm -hmm. And they don't know they can buy houses. They don't know they can buy cars. They don't know they can establish credit with their ITIN. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so to me, to me, my, my thing is establishing that, uh, getting 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 uh, good with my community to where, you know, hey, you know what? Let's go with Jose. He's gonna sell us a car. Um, not just that, we're gonna gain knowledge from him, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm, 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 I'm open book, you know. If anybody asks me questions, you know, I, I always ask for it um, to the best, to, to, to my best knowledge. And I'm not afraid to share that information because I like to see people do good, you know. Yeah, definitely. And you're coming from this space where, like, you want to share this knowledge that you have, and you don't, you don't want to keep it to yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because again, it's it's something that we don't get taught at school. It's something that you don't learn coming out of high school. You know, even as me as a kid, you know, the first loan I got, I I I figured, hey, they gave me free money, but I didn't know I was supposed to pay it back. You know, and and yeah. and, and I had to reestablish myself from there. You know, yeah. so it, it's just knowledge that we don't know coming. Uh, being 18 years old and you know hey here's a credit card you know what here's a even student loans you know that that helps you build your credit you know so not not a lot of, a lot of us know that so to me it's a it's a blessing to be able to help a lot of hispanic uh customers that have came to our, to the dealership where i'm at now and you know whenever they come to my dealership as well because i've had returning customers where they say hey jose you know thank you for your help they, they bring me food, you know, like, it, it, and I love it. You know, I, I appreciate yeah. the love that they give me. Yeah. I mean, we're just prone to, to be thankful to those who you feel like take care of us. Right. And, yeah, and I think that because of your own story and because of your own challenges, like you want to be able to do that for others. Yeah. Being able yes. to care, be able to share that kind of knowledge that like you mentioned, mm -hmm. we, we don't necessarily gain in school. So, so when it comes to that, 
I guess, what are some of the challenges when one is deciding to go for for something that you maybe have been thinking, right? I guess I'm trying to understand like the process of of you actually deciding to move in this to space. move forward into the space. Yeah, because <laughs> I know there I know there's could be fear, and especially like since you don't have yes, your parents have have done well right in the jobs that you do, but they don't necessarily own a business, right? So yeah. I guess taking that, like you mentioned, I think you mentioned it before, like yeah. that leap of faith. <laughs> well, definitely the first one is fear, you know, the fear of if you're going to fail or yeah. if you're going to do good. But you know what? That's that's one thing that, you know, I, I, I'm sure you, you've heard it, you know, that we weren't born with the knowledge to to know, you know. Um, so the, the main thing is just fear. The second thing is obviously doing your research before you get into uh, what you want to do, because, again, um, there, there are ways and methods of, cert, of doing certain things, you know, like registering your business name, getting your EIN number for your business. Um, you got to get a business license, depending on, on, on the venture that you're trying to go to, you know. So prepare yourself. I think that would be my number one thing, um, getting prepared, because I, I wasn't prepared to, to do or go through the process. And mm-hmm. I, it was, it was, uh, uh, I was learning as I was going you know mm. so now if i do have you know maybe one of my brothers a cousin like hey you know what i want to open up my dealership work i just want to start a business in general i already have the fun- fundamental idea of how to go about it without wasting time and also resources as far as money and all that it is draining at points mm-hmm. definitely but um fear is going to be there regardless um it's just doing it you know just just doing it um and again, it's going to be a learning process for anybody that goes about it. You know, you just got to take that that step to doing it because, again, once you once you do it one time, the second time it'll come easier. Have you always thought this way, or like it took you a minute to get to in the space where you are, where you're very confident and yeah, let's just do this. Uh, it, it definitely took some time. Definitely took some time. Thought I knew everything about the business, but I'm learning more as I go. Um, and especially being into business of my own, you know, it was a process for me. I always wanted to have a business. Everybody has a different mindset, right? To where they, you know, hey, I want to finish my education. I want to be a school teacher or, you know what, I, I'm not good at school. I want to get my own business going. I'm good at detailing. And this is one thing I've always learned. If you're good at it, do it. You know, if you're if, if you're if you're a great detailer, be the best detailer out there. If you know how to sell cars, be the best car seller out there. If you know how to sell houses or yet alone even doing like little crafts you know necklaces stuff like that you know that alone will sell whatever you're good at take with it run with it if you want to be a school teacher be the best school teacher there is you know and educate and educate your uh your students you know Mm -hmm. yeah so i i would say you know be the best best you can be at what you're good at definitely and i agree with you i definitely agree with you if people want to contact you or they just have questions, right? Where is the best place to find you? Facebook, uh, Instagram. Okay. Um, also have my business page. Um, they can contact me there if they have any questions or just alone, you know, and uh, how to get your business going, how to get credit going, um, buying a vehicle. Um, me personally, yeah. I can, I, especially with family, like I, I tell family, hey, 
even though you don't buy a car with me, I want you to get the best deal possible. Give me a call. I'll help you out, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that, again, that that's something that, again, I want to share my knowledge. I want to be able to make things easier for, you know, the, the, the generations that that's the generation that's coming along. Definitely. But one of the questions that I really like to ask my um, guests is what is a smell that reminds you of your childhood? I feel like it's something that takes us back. And it's that something very special. Back. Yeah, that is something very special <laughs> to us. So I, yeah, I, I like to know that when um, I have guests, what would it be yours? Pine. Pine? The smell of pine, yes. Okay, why? Because where my dad is from, which uh -huh. is, uh, well, the, the small pueblo se llama Tejocotes, right? Yes. They have, they have a lot of ocote. So every time they would cut tree, you get that smell of pine. Mm. And I remember being a little kid, being in my grandpa's truck, driving through the through the Sierra, you know, in, in, yeah. in, in the woods, and, and you're in the back and you just smell pine everywhere. And, and mm. it's just, it was, it was just a beautiful sight. And I, every time I smell pine, that it takes me back to, 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 to the little, the small car rides through the woods, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's one thing that does definitely bring back memories. Oh, that's amazing. Because, I mean, do you encounter that here, like, um, like every so often? Like maybe during fall or I don't know spring when it's you know around. <laughs> you know what? No, but one thing, uh, one thing is whenever like like the hikes, you know, I and mm -hmm. I, I know you like hiking as well. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you go up to the mountains and you, and, and you get that smell and it's just like man, I, it's it reminds me of Oaxaca, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And and that's amazing. Like I feel like our child, or like the smells that remind us of childhood, always take us back either to family, to food, um, or like to a special moment, right, that we remember as children. Thank you so much, for Jose, for this opportunity, for this time. Is there anything else that you, you would like to share with the audience before we go for today? You know what? Yes, one thing I would like to share is if you have a dream, go for it, you know? Um, we're, we're, we're only going to live one time in this life. Um, we have the opportunities and the resources to be able to make it happen. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for being with us and for listening to this episode. Thank you, Jose, and we will see you in the next episode. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye.